number 6. Then when you found your place there, you'll find also the Gospel of Matthew chapter number 11. Jeremiah chapter number 6. The Gospel of Matthew chapter number 11. Again, it's good to see you here. If you're visiting, we welcome you. We want you to feel right at home in the service. Appreciate the Lord allowing us this privilege. And I don't say that just to be saying it. Seems like we say it every service, but it ought to be a reality that the Lord's given us a privilege to be able to assemble together in the house of God this morning. I'm grateful for this privilege to come together, to be here together with you in the house of God. Glad that you're here. And I trust that the Lord will help us today. I certainly desire your prayers. Know that I need Him. And if there's going to be any help to be had, it'll have to take place through Him. And I pray that God will help us today. Jeremiah 6, Matthew 11, when you found your places in the Word of God, if you'll stand together out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God. I just want to read one verse in the book of Jeremiah, and then three verses in the book of Matthew, very familiar scripture in both places, and try our best to preach to you what God has laid on our heart for the service this morning. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'd like to preach this morning, if God would help me for just a few minutes, on finding rest. I thought about the reality of our day and how much we need rest. Now, we have a misconception in our day about what rest is. Rest is not getting a few hours extra sleep. Not Bible rest. Bible rest is not taking a week's vacation. But Bible rest is something that only God can give the child of God. I will say, I thought about this morning, God began to deal with my heart as I had studied it through the week and last night and then was pondering again this morning about the scripture. Seemed like the Lord spoke to my heart and said the reality of our day, why that's something, I'm not knocking, I understand that vacation's good, there needs to be some time apart and all of that, but the reason that everybody is so uh, caught up and want to go here and go there and take vacation here and take vacation there is they're searching for rest. But you can't find rest at the beach and you can't 
find rest in Pigeon Forge or wherever it is uh, that people are going rest, true Bible rest uh, that the servant man is in need of can only be found in Christ alone. Now here in the scriptures, we read both an Old Testament scripture and the New, and both of them speak about finding rest. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 6, and of course we know this verse very well, in verse 16, uh, the Lord's dealing with his people that is in a day of idolatry, a day of rebellion, a day that they have walked away from the things of God. They have literally walked away, and we understand that we make an application of that scripture to our day and realization that we're living in this Laodicean church age, this last day's church that we're in. And we look back to what we call the old days or the old paths or the days of the Philadelphia church and the days of the power of God and we make that application that we should walk in the old paths. Well, thank God for that and there is an application there. But what the Lord was saying to the people of God is to look back at how their fathers had done and how they had served God, how they had obeyed God. And he said, walk in those paths and you'll find rest for your soul. In other words, he said, you're trying to do it your way. You're trying to do it another way. And he said, you're not finding what your soul is in need of. But he said, if you'll stand in the ways. What he was saying, if you look the word up and if you study it in its context in Jeremiah chapter 6, he said, stand where you are and look and see what your way is producing for you. He said, you have trouble on every hand. Nobody's satisfied. Nobody's content. Everybody's in an uproar. People are running to and fro and they can't find anything to help if you'll take inventory of your way. But he said, when you figure out how bad your way is, he said, then ask for my way, which is the old path, the good way. And he said, don't just ask for it, but walk in it and you shall. He didn't say you might. He didn't say it'd be a good likelihood. He said, you shall find rest for your soul. Now, if you look up the word rest in Jeremiah 6, it's a different word, has a different meaning than it does in Matthew chapter 11. I'm just going to try to preach how it's on my heart this morning. If the Lord will help me and you'll pray for me. But the word in Jeremiah 6 for rest means a resting place. He said, if you will walk in my way, he said, you'll find a place where you can rest. It's a resting place. Then here in Matthew chapter 11, the Lord says, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Now I understand, and there can be an application made here to preach to sinners about the heavy load of sin and the yoke of bondage of sin, but that's not the context or the application where the Bible is speaking. God here in the flesh, the Lord Jesus is speaking to his people that are listening to him, his disciples, the multitude that are interested in what he has to say. And he said, if you will come to me, he said, you shall find rest unto your souls. Now the word rest here in Matthew chapter 11 means tranquility of soul. It means ease of mind. 
It means a, it, it, literally, look it up when you go home in the concordance. It means an intermission from the busyness of life. It means a required. Or it means a place where it has the application, if you look it up, where a soldier's given a leave from the battle to rest and then come back to fight another day. It is a place that is required for the people of God. As much as it is, I thought about in our physical body, if you never rest, you'll not make it. If you don't find some time physically to rest, to stop, to take a break, to leave off everything, if you don't have that, your body will give out. Now I'm going to say just as much, if not more so, if you don't find a place for your inner man to rest. And the only place you'll find it is in the Lord. Rest is a requirement for the people of God. Rest was so required and necessary and I understand that it was in the physical sense but I believe that also is in the spiritual sense that Jesus looked one day at his disciples and they had been busy serving and doing and helping other people and the Bible said they had no room to rest no not so much as to eat and so he called themselves he called them away and said come apart in a desert place and rest a while. He calls here one of the greatest invitations in all the word of God to the people of God is to come to him and all that are laboring a heavy later he said I will give you rest. It's required. You can't make it without rest. And we're in the most busy time that I've ever seen. And I'm just going to preach from my heart this morning. I'm going to be very open and very honest. You know, they say confession is good for the soul. And I'm telling you, in these days, we are needing the rest of God. The people of God are needing the rest. We need some ease of mind. See, the rest of God is is linked with the peace of God. It is the peace of God according to Paul in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7 I believe it is that will keep our hearts and our minds. And so without the peace of God then we have no rest of God. Rest is required. We must have it. I thought about my own self and I've been convicted studying and to try to prepare to preach this morning. As the Lord spoke to my heart how necessary It's hard for me this morning to preach to you how needful and necessary rest is realizing my own life. How many times I forsake the rest of God. How often do you forsake the rest of God? See, our physical body and our physical surroundings play into whether or not we accept or forsake the rest of God. He is calling to his people here. Come to me and find some rest. But how many times are we too busy to come to him? How many times are we too busy to find the rest that is required for us to be what we ought to be? We got to have some rest. Brother Yokely texted me this morning. We had talked yesterday and it was a busy day. It was a busy week and it always is. 
Me and Brother Tim were talking about this morning about how busy it is. And, and the last week of the month is always busy. And the first week of the month is always busy. And then in reality, oh, the weeks in between are always busy. Oh, but have we got so busy oh, that we've neglected the rest that's needful for us? Brother Oakley text this morning he said, did you wake refreshed this morning? I said, if you want me to be honest. Now I'm just being honest with you this morning because I feel like I need to. I'm just preaching my heart. I said, you want me to be honest? I woke up thinking about all the things I need to do tomorrow. You say, preacher, you ought not say that. I wouldn't have said that. Well, I mean, I'm just being honest. That's the reason we don't get any rest is we're not honest about the fact we're too busy to rest. God help us this morning. Rest is required. You're going to need it. For you to be what you've got to be, you ought to be, for the Lord you're going to need some rest. And it's not about, I said already, we get it in our mind, well we'll take a week off, and that's not the rest I'm talking about. You need the rest that only God can give. And you don't have to take a week off to get it. You don't have to go somewhere else to get it. But I'm glad there's a place where we can come to Him and get rest, relief, and ease of mind for our soul. Have you ever... I'm just going to slow way down and preach this morning. Have you ever went to your prayer place to pray? Or wherever it is you pray. And it seemed like in that, those few moments, no matter how long or how brief, you could have prayed for five minutes, for ten, for fifteen, for more. I don't know. I'm not majoring on the time. But have you ever went to pray and you had all these things to do and all these burdens were on you and all these cares were on you and it seemed like for just those few moments that when you began to say, My Father in heaven, that all the things vanished, all the burdens were lifted, all the cares went away momentarily and you got to commune and fellowship and it seemed like there's nobody else in the world but you and him at that moment, that is the rest of God for the soul. That if but for those few moments, however long it was, however brief it was, that for those few moments uh, there was a break from the busyness of life. Uh, there was a break from the burden. Uh, the burden was lifted. The cares were gone. Uh, and your soul was refreshed. Uh, Paul said, though our outward man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. Uh, and the only way to get that renewal is to find rest in God. You see, the rest I'm preaching about this morning is not only required, but I got to thinking and reading through the Word of God and God began to deal with my heart. The rest I'm preaching about is reserved for the saved only. Nobody else, the lost, the world, cannot experience this rest I'm talking about. Oh, they can go on vacation and say they come back rested. Oh, they can take a few days off from work. Oh, they can go down the lake. Oh, they can sit in the tree stand and say they've been rested and refreshed. But the rest for the soul is reserved for the saved alone. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, the apostle Paul, if you believe him to be the writer, he wrote, wrote about the fact that we believed. And because we believed, because we're saved, we entered into rest. And he said, some have not entered into this rest because of their unbelief, because they have not believed. And then he said in Hebrews chapter 4, and verse number 9, there remaineth therefore a rest where? To the people of God. Yeah. 
We're the only ones that can obtain this rest. We're the only ones that can find this rest. We're the only ones that can partake of this rest. And yet how many times do we, the select few, the reserved ones, that this rest is reserved for and for us alone? How many times do we forsake and neglect the opportunity and the privilege that we have to get rest for our soul? We come into the house of God dragging. I understand. I want you to hear me this morning. I understand about discouragement. I understand about difficulty. I understand about problems and issues. I understand sometimes we don't feel. I mean, if we're going to talk about feelings this morning, sometimes we don't feel like going to the house of God. Sometimes our flesh don't want to go. Sometimes our flesh rises up. Sometimes we drag ourselves in. But I wonder on those days, and I'm saying we, myself included, at top of the bunch, I wonder if those might be the days and the weeks that we neglected and obtained the rest that God was calling for us to have. And the inner man so wore out, our spirit so wore out, and our spirit so weak because we've neglected the rest, because we're so busy. I'm saying we, everything I'm saying this morning, I'm saying we, we're so busy that we don't take much notice of the inner man until it comes time to come to the house of God. And then we realize, oh Lord, I need some rest. But I'm telling you this morning, it's a we will come here to rest. I thank God for this place. I thank God for the Away. I thank God for the preaching of the word of God but we can obtain rest outside the walls we don't have to come in here and find the rest of God we can obtain the rest of God tomorrow and the next day and the next day we can obtain the rest of God on a Friday on a Saturday it don't have to be a Sunday it don't have to be at a meeting it don't have to be in the church I'm glad he calls to the same come to me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest he says take my load take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke's easy and my burden's light He's saying, bring me all your burdens. Bring me all your cares. Let me ha- let's swap yokes. Let me carry your burden. And you take my burden. And let me give you rest. Have rest for your soul. I wonder this morning, have you swapped burdens with him lately? Have you? I'm just preaching from my heart. I ain't got nothing fancy. I just got what's on my heart this morning. Have you swapped yokes lately? How long's it been since you've got some relief from the heavy yoke that's on you? How long's it been since you've come in the barn spiritually and let him unhook that burden from you and put his easy yoke on you and you swap yokes with it? How long has it been? If you really preach the illustration, and I know some of you know more about it than I do. But I'm going to tell you, if you preach the illustration here and preach it out, you can, work, you can only work a beast of burden so long and it's going to have to have some rest. If it don't get some rest, it's not going to be any good for anybody. And I'm going to tell you this morning, if you don't get some rest, you're not going to be any good for anything or anybody. I don't say that meanly. I don't say that harshly. I say that in the reality that we got to have some rest. 
How long have you been pulling? I'm trying to help you this morning. If the Lord will help me, how long have you been pulling that heavy load? How long have you tried to pull that full card uphill? How long has it been since you've got some relief? I've heard people say, I just like to get some relief. Well, I'm preaching to you this morning where you can find some relief. You can find it at his feet. You can find it where he's at. He'll take your yoke. He'll take your burden. He'll take your care and swap yokes with you and give you rest. How long has it been? How heavy is the load you're carrying? The word heavy laden here, if you study it in its original, in its context, in its meaning, it means literally to be bent down to the ground. And some of you, oh, we're good, kind of ties in with the message from Wednesday night and the Sunday school that's been, that's been taught the last two mornings. Oh, we're good at coming in and putting our good clothes on and putting our smile on and putting our facade on and acting like everything's okay and laughing and talking. And that's wonderful. I thank God for fellowship. I thank God we can talk and laugh and enjoy one another's company. But all the while, that outward looks are so good. Everything's put together. The clothes match. The shoes are shined and the clothes are ironed and deep down on the inside of the inner man's bowed over and just about can't put one foot in front of the other and we've neglected some rest somewhere along the line. And I'm going to say something this morning. It ain't going to be popular. And it hurt, hurt cuts and hurts me just as much as it does you. But the reason we're in the shape we're in is because we have chosen not to take the rest. It's kind of like raising a kid. And you know at that age... And some of you know, some of you have got them, some of you are fixing to have them, and there's an age, there's a span of time that they have got to have a nap. For them to function properly, for them to act like themselves, and for them to behave, they have got to have some rest. But you know what a child naturally does? For the most part, most of them fight against it. They don't want to rest. They want to get up. They want to get out of the bed. I've thought about all these years. I mean, we've got four girls, and our oldest is fixing to be 12 here before long, and I've heard it all. I've got to get a drink of water. I want to ask you a question. i got to go to the restroom. i got to do this. i got to do that. You say, what is it? It's an excuse not to rest. I wonder what ours are. Lord, I need to get this done. Lord, I need to go here. Lord, I understand we all have obligations. I understand we all have time constraints. I understand the saying, I, I don't have time for anything. We're probably all in that shape. And the sad fact of it is, many times we don't even have time to rest with God. And while I'm preaching about this rest in your mind, I'm going to tell you how your mind works and my mind works because it's our flesh. In your mind, you're thinking, I don't have time to take off three or four hours to rest. That's not what I'm talking about. If that's all we can focus on, we miss the truth of the Scripture. The Lord's not saying to take off half a day so you can rest. He's saying, come to me. Come where I am. Walk with me in the yoke, in the harness. Let me carry the weight. Let me give you a lighter burden. 
heaven and find some rest for your soul. He said, take my yoke upon you. He said, I'll take yours away and you take mine. Now, if you really, I, I remember hearing Brother Steve Price preach on this scripture, probably preached it better than any preacher I've ever heard. The Lord's not saying, I'm going to put you in my yoke by yourself. He said, I'm going to put you in the yoke with me. He said, I'm going to be the expecting Brother Steve drives horses and works with horses. He knows more about it than I do. But I remember him talking about how you put an experienced one on one side and one that can't do it on the own on the other side and you expect the experienced stronger one to bear all the burden and just let the other one learn as it walks in step with the older. That's what the Lord's wanting you to do. He's wanting you to come to Him. Let Him take off that old yoke of bondage. Let Him take off that burden. Let Him take off all them weights. Let Him loose you from that constriction that got you so tight that you can't even breathe. And He's saying, come over here. Let me harness you up with me. I'll be the one to carry the weight. I'll be the one to do the work. And you just look. That's what He said, ain't it? Word of me. You just walk step in step. When I step, I'll take care of and you just run with me. I wonder when the last time we got all these one and I, you, any of you that's been around me for any length of time, you know that I talk about songs a lot. And I'm just preaching this morning. I ain't got no formula. I'm just trying to follow the Lord as He puts it in my heart. We got all these songs and they're wonderful. Got wonderful words. Hey, you know, I thought about one, you know, that says just bring it all to him. And that's what he's talking about here. Just bring it all to me. I wonder when the last time or that you just brought it all to him. You may, you may tell you what stands in the way of rest. Probably 99% of the time is our pride. Because in order to get rest, we got to admit we can't carry the load. Lord, this load's too heavy. Lord, this load's getting more than I can bear. Lord, I'm bowed down with care. Lord, I'm bent over. I can't go on any longer. And our flesh does not like to admit that we can't do it. But we're never going to get any rest until we admit that we can't. See, the Lord's saying, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. So the Lord is saying, you're going to have to admit in coming to me that you're one of them that's bowed over with care. You're one of them that can't stand up for the weight that's on you. You're one of them that can't do it and can't make it on your own. The traumas of this life, the circumstances of this life, they affect us. And we've got to have the Lord's help. We've got to have His help. I thought about, and I, I didn't think uh, that it would work its way into the message this morning, but I feel strong in my heart. And some of you may be tired of hearing me talk about my sheep. Uh, but I've got one at home, and uh, she had twins this year, and she had a really hard time. She ended up getting a, a what they call milk fever, and, and her body quit producing calcium, and she uh, put all the calcium she had into uh, making food for the babies, and, and uh, she had to have shots. And when I say shots, uh, I'm talking about 30 cc's at a time, twice a day. Uh, uh, the shot was so big, it had to be given in multiple places on her body. I mean, it just dragged her down, uh, and she'd fight against it and kick it 
against it. But now she's better than she was. But the reality is this. She could have went on like she was and should have died trying to do what she needed to do. Or she could have submitted to the hands of the shepherd that wanted to help her and treat her and make her well again and bring her to where she is today. And I'm telling you this morning, I feel strong in my heart. I feel strong in my heart that there's somebody here this morning. I'm not preaching to folks that are out in sin. I'm not preaching to folks that are out doing ungodly things. But you're just so bowed down and burdened under your care. You're trying to put everything you got into just doing what you know you gotta do. And the shepherd's come by this morning and he's wanting to give you a shot of the scripture and a shot of rest to make you better. And you better just submit and subject yourself under the hands of the shepherd and let him help you or you're not going to make it. Do you find yourself in that place this morning? Do you find yourself bowed over with care? I thought about this morning in the, before Sunday school we sung and Brother Jordan testified about the Savior. I'm glad He's always with us. And then we sung that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever noticed it before. But the writer wrote a verse and said, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because... We do not carry everything to God in prayer. Now I'm going to tell you this morning, if you're one of them that's a laboring and heavy laden, you're carrying needless pain. You're going through needless agony. You're going through needless discouragement and needless defeat. And you're forfeiting the peace of God and the ease of mind and the rest of your soul all because we won't carry it to Him and let Him loose our yoke and give us some rest. See, the oxen or the mule or whatever animal you want, it can't loose its own yoke. It can't ease its own burden. It has to have somebody do it for them. And I'm going to tell you this morning, you can try and I've tried. And if you'd be honest with yourself, you've been saved for any length of time and been through any storms or struggles. You've tried. But I can't lose my burden. And you can't lose your burden. But I'm glad this morning to preach to you about a man that can. He can loose your burden, relieve your care, and give you rest. He doesn't put any stipulation. He doesn't say if you've got money to bring. He doesn't say if you've been a good person. He doesn't say if you've lived up to the law. He doesn't say if you've done everything you ought to. If he did that, none of us would qualify. He just said, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And if you come to me, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke's easy and my burden's light. I'm preaching this morning to somebody or multiple somebodies 
that you need some rest. You are being over and bowed over. It may be the cares of the world. It may be the cares of this life. It may be decisions. It doesn't matter. He doesn't put any stipulation on what's got you down. He just says, if you're bowed down, come to me. If you need rest for whatever it is, for how do you find yourself? If you're worried and troubled about the future and what it may hold, if there's decisions that have to be made, if finances are into whatever the trouble is, whatever the burden, he just says, come to me and find rest. And you need some rest this morning. Maybe you're troubled about family. Maybe you're troubled about loved ones. Maybe you're troubled. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't mean that. I'm saying this morning under the Lord, it doesn't matter what it is. He just says if you need rest to come and find it in Him. In Him. He told them in Jeremiah's day, He said, walk in the old paths. Walk in my way and you'll find rest for your soul. Jesus says to the New Testament believer, come to me. And you shall find rest for your soul. Now, I'm going to say something right here and I'll, I'll be done. And I want you to hear me well this morning. I didn't intend on saying this, but it's pressing on me. The Lord did not say, go to church and find rest for your soul. Now thank God for the ability to come to church. I'm glad to be here. But I'm telling you in these days many people are running themselves ragged just to go to church and they're missing out on getting rest from God. You can go to... Hear me. I'm not neglecting. I'm not preaching. You cannot go home and say the preacher said we don't have to go to church. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm going to tell you this, you can run yourself ragged, you can go to every meeting you can think of and not find rest. He said, come to me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you need rest this morning? As we stand all over the house, I'm done.